Welcome to the Skyline SIB podcast. We're so grateful that you're taking time to tune in from your busy schedule. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you wherever you are listening from. Now, here is an inspiring message by our guest speaker, Reverend Dominic Yeo. Hi, Skyline and Pastor Philip Lin and Pastor Nancy and to the elders, thank you for this invitation to share the Word of God. We in Trinity, we are doing well despite uh, all that has been happening. As we turn into 2021, we turn over strongly. And I believe that for Skyline Church, as you turn over into this year, that God has a prophetic message for you as you step into 2021, that you're going to see the blessings of God flow into your life. You know, 2020 has been quite an unusual year. A year whereby most churches started off the year with a bang. And before we know it, the coronavirus reached our shores. And so as we turn over into 2021, what then? And I believe that God's prophetic word uh, for you guys is as you turn into 2021, recognize that God has divine appointments awaiting you. That's right, I want to say that again. God has divine appointments awaiting you. And so I want to entitle my sharing with you this, this day, is God in your calendar? Is God in your calendar? As we turn into 2021 and the first week has gone by, many of us are already filling up our calendars with different appointments. Is God in the appointments of your life? Well, for us to have a deeper understanding about divine appointments, let's open our Bibles to John chapter 4. And in John chapter 4 is a famous passage, a common passage about Jesus meeting a woman at the wells uh, of Jacob's well in Samaritan. When the Lord learned of this, He left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. And so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the ground Jacob has given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about six. It was about the sixth hour. Let's pray. Father, I want to commit Skyline into your hand. I pray, Father, that this prophetic word will be a word that will set the church into the calendar, into the prophetic calendar that you have for them. Lord, let your appointments right now be set in the every days, every moments of their life as you lead them from where they are to where you want them to be. As you lead them into that place of blessing. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And so, so this is actually at the start of Jesus' public ministry. And so at the start of Jesus' public ministry, Jesus knew that there was entrapment and Jesus did not want to get into a confrontation that would entrap him. So the scripture tells us at this point, now he had to go through Samaria and uh, so he came to a town uh, in Sychar. Now the scripture he makes it very clear here. The word is, he had to. He had to go through. Now, let me share with us today that Jesus didn't have to. Jesus didn't have to. But 
here the scripture say he had to. And let me explain why I said Jesus didn't have to. Because every Jew and every Jewish teacher in particular would have never gone this way. But suffice for us here is to understand that the scripture uses the word had. Had to. And the Greek word for had is the word necessary. And so in the same way, the scripture now makes it very clear here that Jesus was under the compulsion of the Holy Spirit to go from Judea to Galilee through Samaria. And what does it tell us? It tells us that divine appointment are the orchestrations of God. But it's not just the orchestration of God. It is really the orchestration of heaven to bless. Because if Jesus did not go through Samaria into this place, Jesus would have never blessed this woman in Samaria. Now we read the story and we all know the story and I'm not going to take time to read through the whole story. But suffice for us to understand divine orchestration, divine appointment is the, is the orchestration of heaven leading us into a place so that God can bless us and bless the people around. So Jesus here at this point was being led by the Spirit. And I want to declare to Skyline this year that in this year, you're going to experience the compulsion of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to challenge you so that you will bind yourself to the desires of the Holy Spirit then allow your human desires, your human emotions, your human ambition to lead you. Because one leads you to blessing the other leads you to a place of strife. One leads you to life, the other leads you to death. One leads you to prosperity, the other will lead you to lack. And so my prayer is that you allow the, the Spirit of God to lead you so that you will step into divine appointments which are the orchestration of heaven to bless. Point two, what are divine appointments? Divine appointments, firstly, is the orchestration of heaven to bless. Secondly, it is the orchestration of heaven leading you, leading us to where we may not like to be. That's why the word had to go through tells us it is leading us to where we may not like to. In verse 4 to verse 5, it tells us now he had to go through Samaria and so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. Now, let me share with you the two basic routes from Judea to Samaria. So, let me first of all help you understand uh, the map that we're going to see. I know Pastor Philip Lynn leads the church on, uh, uh, on this pilgrimage to Israel. And, and if you've been there, now this is really a, a, a refresh for you. But if you have never been there, just follow with me. If you look at the map on your left or the right, you will notice that Galilee is on the top portion. And then you will discover that Samaria is in the center portion. And then Judea is at the latter portion. And Judea represents what we call the southern kingdom. Now, on the right side of this ge uh, geographical map, you will discover that a typical Jew, a typical Jew, if they are going from uh, uh, Bethlehem or Jerusalem and they're going to Nazareth, all right, from Judea to Galilee, what they will do is they will go eastbound. 
they will go to the to the east and they will go across the river of Jericho. They, they will cross the Jericho River and they will make their way up northbound. Alright, and then as they walk northbound, after they pass Samaria, alright, after they pass the whole the whole terrain of Samaria, they will then cross westbound and then proceed northwards. This part of the journey is soft and flat, all right, because it's on the river, so the, it's soft, it is flat, it is easy for walking. But this way bypassed Samaria. And the reason, and let me explain to you, the reason why Jews will never go through Samaria, the Jews look at the Samarian, Samaritan all right, as half-breed, not thoroughbred. Alright, so they see them as sinners and they will not want to go through because if they go through, they touch anything, eat anything there, they become uh, unclean. So for a Jew, they have to go through the rites of ritual of purification again and that's why they never go through. Whereas if you go through Samaria and again, if you look at a map very carefully, the moment you go from uh, from Judea upwards to, to Galilee and you take the shortest route, which Jesus took the shortest route, and this short route, you will discover that it is not plain, it is not soft, it is not flat. This is crossing mountainous terrain. That's why if you look at the topography of this, uh, uh, of this map, you discovered it is hilly, it is mountainous, it is what I call the road less travel, whereas the other is the road well travel. And so, I want us to understand that because of this situation, no Jews will go through Samaria. And for Jesus to have to go through tells me something very important about divine appointment. Divine appointment is the orchestration of heaven to bless you. But divine appointments are also the orchestration of heaven to take you where you may not want to be. And very often, it is not where you want to be, that's where God needs you to be. Alright? So, it is important for us, therefore, to give up our biasness and learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. So in this year, learn to give up your biasness and yield to the Holy Spirit because, friends, you are walking on God's divine appointment in His leading to lead you where He needs you to be. Point number three. Divine appointments awaits you on the rocky side of life. Divine appointment awaits you on the rocky side of life. As we have seen the terrain, it is a rocky terrain. And the rocky side of life represents for us in this year a place that does not look good. It looks lesser. And so the rocky side of life is represented by places of life that looks lesser. So I sense this year, Skyline, God is going to orchestrate and lead you and to bless you and to bless others. At the same time, it will be places where you may not necessarily want to be, but God's going to take you because it is a place that looks lesser. The rocky side of life represents places of life that seems barren and in lack. And I sense that God is going to take you guys as you, as you walk this journey that it may not be the most popular, but at the end of the day, you are going to be right. 
it is a places of life that are tough and hard going. So the, the rocky side of life is represented by places that are tough and hard going. It is represented as places of life where we are embarrassed, we are fearful, and we are despised. Let me pause here by making this statement. This Samaritan woman took the path that is the rocky side of life. Because she did not take the popular time. This was 12 noon. And historically in those days, women activities for the women starts early in the morning and in the early evening. Never at noontime. Because noontime, if you have gone to the, to the Holy Land, it is extremely, extremely hot. And so uh, this woman... And we all know that this woman is not a virtuous woman. There's a lot of gossip. People gossip about her. They talk bad about her. So she didn't want to be embarrassed. So she would normally come to the well at 12 noon. Now, also to add another fact for a lot of us when we study this passage, we don't realize something. Jacob's well is 800 meters from Sychar. Number two, she could have gone to the nearest well, but she didn't want to go there because that's the most popular. That's the, that's the place where it, it's normal. But she chose to go 800 meters. When you carry two big buckets of water and you walk 800 meters, it is a long, long walk. Yeah, It will be a long walk. So it is a road that is tough. It is a road that is hard going. And I want us to understand today that the divine appointments of God awaits on the other side of the rocky part of life. And I believe right now, God may be calling some of us to go onto the rocky places of life because there's someone there that, that is awaiting a divine appointment from you because God's sending you. That's right. Turn to the person beside you and tell them God's sending you. That's right. God's sending you. God's sending Skyline this year to the rocky side of life where there awaits a divine appointment of blessing, of a miracle, of something great. In the life of this woman, we, as you read the chapter, as a result of this divine appointment on the other side of town, on the rocky side of town, is where the miracle took place in her life to bless her. And as a result, the scripture tells us very clearly in the Gospel of John chapter 4, um, as you read verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that town believe in Him because of the woman's testimony. And I believe something's about to happen, something's about to explode in the life and in the history of Skyline where KK is going to be turned around because you have heard the divine appointment of God to go to the rocky side of life where it is less desirable, where the despised, where the embarrassed, uh, where the ostracized will be. And when you get there, a miracle is going to happen. And I believe KK is, going to, is awaiting a divine explosion of God and you are set in God's calendar. So my question again is, is God in your calendar today? Number four, divine appointment has nothing to do with status. If you read verse 7 to verse 17, and the scripture now tells us, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus asked her, will you give me a drink? 
And the woman said to Jesus, You are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritan. And so here, we discovered that Jews, and we all know, when she made this statement, it's because Jews do not associate with the Gentiles. Gentiles were seen as half-breed. Jewish leaders do not talk to ladies in public, except to their own daughters. And so, if they are found talking to another woman, then they could lose their ministry. Jewish leaders do not ask a favour from Samaritan. More so a lady. She is a Samaritan woman who is infamous. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. And so it tells us here that divine appointment has nothing to do with the status because God can use anybody. Can someone say Amen. God can use anybody. God can use you in a powerful way. And God can use you to minister a divine appointment for someone else. And that divine appointment has nothing to do with status. Number five, divine appointment has nothing to do with time or place. Divine appointment has nothing to do with time or place. The scripture here tells us that Jesus was at Jacob's well. Verse 6, chapter 4, verse 6. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was, sat down. You know, Jacob's well, to mention Jacob's well here by, the, by John the Beloved is very powerful because Jacob's well has got great significance. It is a place where the promise of the land was extended to Abraham. But I want us to understand that this is incidental because while this is, while this is a, a significant place, I believe today that divine appointment has nothing to do with place and time. Divine appointment really has to do with you being yielded to the Spirit, going to where the Spirit will lead you. Because if you're just dealing with a significant place, then it means that God can only touch you at that place. Yeah. And if that is the case, friends, then it's dangerous because you and I will end up submitting to what I call Christianity superstition. And when God wants to do new things, God can use new places. Amen. And so I believe this year in Skyline, every home will become a place of God's divine appointment. I want to say that again. I believe every home will become a place of divine appointment. And mind you, church, mind you, in this year of 2021, please send to me, Pastor Flip, please help me out. Please send to me all the miracles and testimonies that are going to be found in the homes of members this year. Because I sense in my heart as I was thinking and praying for you guys earlier on, I sense that the significant places are not the significant places that we religiously were ascribed to, but it will be places that are ordinary where it will become extraordinary because God has led you there. So I believe in every whole, small group's meeting in a home, that place is going to be significant because that's the place God's going to meet you guys and a miracle is going to happen. So when a miracle happens, please drop me all this testimony so, so that I know that my prophetic word is right there. Amen. Just as Jesus met this woman at Jacob's well, so did Jesus meet Zacchaeus at Jericho. 
Alright, to bring transformation into his life in Luke 19. Just as Jesus met this woman at Jacob's well, so did Jesus meet the blind man outside Jericho to bring healing into his life. Just as Jesus met this woman at Jacob's well, so did Jesus meet the demonic man at Jerusalem to bring deliverance in his life. Mark chapter 5. Just as Jesus met this woman at Jacob's well, so did Jesus meet the crowd at the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee to bring provision through the five loaves and two fish. Matthew chapter 14. So, so it tells me this, while there are places of significance and time of significance, yet God is not bound by place nor time. Why is it so? Because God wants to create new experience for you. Why is it so? Because God is wanting to create new memories for you. Why is it so? Because God wants to create a sense of anticipation in your life. Amen. Point number six as I journey forward. Divine appointment confronts and shift. One of, the, one of the things that we understand about divine appointment is that it will confront you and shift you into God's order. In John, uh, in John chapter 4, verse 10 to 24, here we read of the discourse between Jesus and the woman because the woman said, you know, you are a Jew, why you ask me? Then Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And then here she talks about, uh, yeah, but you don't even have anything to draw from, you know, as she began to talk to Jesus. Then Jesus then talks to her and says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty, this water from the well, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And this is where the woman then says, uh, sir, give me this water. You see that in this divine appointment that brings this dialogue Jesus confronted the issues rather than uh, the surface. Because this woman was looking at it from the surface. Like water, yeah, this water. Jesus wasn't talking about natural water. Jesus was talking about living water. So this year, God is going to confront you about the deeper things. And then we read on. And then uh, in verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And then Jesus said to her, Go call your husband. And then she said to Jesus, I have no husband. And then Jesus says, You are right. In fact, the one that you're living with is not even your husband. You already had five. And I tell you, a lot of preachers preach from this passage and they preach about sin and Jesus confronting sin. Now, let me just say here, I believe in that. I believe in that. But I believe that Jesus confronts not just the surface issue of sin, but Jesus was taking her into a deep dive. It wasn't just sin that Jesus was really confronting her with. Alright, Jesus was confronting something deeper. And I believe in this year of divine appointment, uh, there's going to be divine appointment where God will confront you and shift you. And God wants to take you from the superficial into the deep because there is deep that calls to the deep. Jesus confronted this woman on the inside so that she would be shifted from the on, uh, on the outside. 
You see, God is not into behavioral reconstruction, but God is into divine alignment. Humanity is into behavioral and social engineering to bring change. But listen, God is not into behavioral nor social engineering, but God is in God is 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 wanting inward transformation that will shift us into relational and spiritual blessing. You see, when Jesus asked her to go call your husband, Jesus knew that she's a sinful woman. But as soon as she confessed her sin, then you notice the whole conversation, notice the whole conversation became very different because it was about worship. Because God wasn't into the behavior reconstruction. Jesus was bringing her into the deep issue of worship because whom you worship is whom you align yourself to. When you worship money, you give yourself to money. Some people nose dive into relentless hard work until they become absentee fathers. They give themselves to work because of money. So money becomes your God because money is your worship. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, God, God knows about sin. God knows about the human uh, vices in our life, our propensity, our inclination to sin. So God here takes this woman to shift her into the worship. Because when you worship the true God, then your life aligns to Him. Everything you do becomes a worship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm not against the confrontation of sin. But I am saying here that we need to go deeper than that because God wants worship. And when you and I can learn to worship Him, then sin has no hold on us. It is not behavioral reconstruction. It is not behavioral engineering. A lot of us as parents practice this, unfortunately. We tell our kids, uh, you study well, I give you Xbox. You study well, I give you iPhone 12. What is that? It's called behavioral reconstruction. It's called social engineering. But... If you lead your children to become true worshippers, and if they truly worship God, then they will do their best for God. You see the difference here? And so, divine appointment confronts and shifts. Number seven. Divine appointment has everything to do with Jesus. Look at uh, verse 26. 25, 26. The woman says, I know that Messiah is coming. When He comes, He will explain everything to us. Verse 26, Jesus then declared, I am, I who speak to you am He. Divine appointment has everything to do with Jesus. It is about Jesus and the grace of God that is at work in our life. Because the will of God is that none should perish, but all to have everlasting life. You see, Jesus was now revealing to her about the grace of God that is at work in her life. It's about how God loves her even though she is not loved by those in the community. But God still loves her. God is still interested in her. And God's will is that she will not perish but she will come to everlasting life. Divine appointment really is about the revelation of Jesus to those around us. You see, it's about the revelation of Jesus who is our Saviour. It is about the revelation of Jesus who is our King. And finally, it is about the revelation of Jesus who deeply loves us. So in this story, we see here that in this divine appointment, it's not about you and I. 
but it's really about Jesus. So I sense this year, listen very carefully, I sense this year as God leads you into divine appointment, every one of you are the representation of Christ. And in that place of divine appointment, allow Jesus to come forth. Just like John the Baptist says, He must increase and I must decrease. So that as you increase in Christ and you let the revelation of Christ come forth out of you, then we're going to see the grace of God, the love of God, the will of God at work. Number eight, divine appointment is now. Everybody say now. In verse 4 to verse 26, and we don't have time to read all the different verses, we see how the interplay of the hand of God showing us that divine appointment is now. Before, you, you realize here, before this woman could even get to where she was going to get water, when she arrived, guess what? Jesus was there. Listen here, folks, I want to make this profound statement to you. Before you can get to where you are going, God is already there. He is there at your place of need. He is already there with what you need. Yeah. So isn't it incredulous and incredible for this woman that by the time she gets there, Jesus is already there. And Jesus is there at her place of need. And Jesus is there with what she needs, living water. You see, friends, God is never playing catch up with... God is never playing catch up. But God is already there preparing the table before you even get there. And that's the key that I want to address for rest in this whole understanding of divine appointment. Because divine appointment is now, because as you step into your now, God is there with a table prepared just to meet you. You see, this woman ran out of what she thinks she needs and she ran into who she needs that time. And for some of you, you are at a place of lack. And I tell you why. It is because God is wanting you to run out so that you can run in. You run out of, you run out so that you can run into supply. You run out so that you can run into peace. You run out so that you can run into the provision of God. You run out so that you can run into the healing of God. You run out so that you can run into the the, the person of Christ. So listen here, divine appointment is now, right this moment. Lastly, divine appointment has to do with seizing the moment. Divine appointment has to do with seizing the moment. We read of how this woman went back to town and she began to tell the people. And as she told the people, it was seizing the moment of truth. It's called the moment of truth. Let me explain here the difference between a truth and a fact. A truth, a, a fact is that your bank account is low. But the truth is God is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. The moment of fact that I have cancer. But the truth is God is your healer. The moment of truth is that I'm disturbed, I'm confused. But the truth is Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Would you learn to seize the moment of truth? This woman did not seize the moment of fact. She seized the moment of truth. The truth that this is the Messiah. It wasn't just the fact that Jesus told her about her life. But it's about the Messiah, the truth. It is very important that you and I seize the moment of encounter. Because the moment of encounter is now. It's the here 
and now. It is this very moment. If you need a healing, stretch out because this is the time God can touch you and bring a healing into your life. If there's a moment of lack, right this moment, seize it. It is a moment of decision. You have to decide whether Jesus is real or Jesus is fake. You have to decide whether Jesus is the Son of God. You have to decide whether Jesus is the one true God. It's a moment of decision because divine appointment brings hope. It brings hope. It brings hope for the sinners. Hope for those that are oppressed. Hope for the lost. And hope for the sick. And I want you to know this year, Skyline, as you step into divine appointment, it will bring hope. Divine appointment, secondly, brings restoration and reconciliation. It is a restoration and reconciliation of those that are relationally and strange. It is restoration and reconciliation for those that are spiritually lost. The third result of divine appointment is that divine appointment ultimately leads you to the worship of God. The worship of God as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The worship of God as the Almighty God. The worship of God as our Heavenly Father. And this woman here met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as he sat there and then she came to acknowledge him as the Almighty God and ultimately knowing God as Heavenly Father. In the same way today, church, uh, if you are here uh, in Skyline and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ or maybe you have gone away from Jesus, friends, listen, uh, you can find God today to be your heavenly Father. You can experience the result of divine appointment. And so friends, as I pray for you right now, I want to pray for the Spirit of God to lead you and to touch you. Amen. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for my friends from Skyline. And I pray, oh God, that this year, as you set them into the path of divine appointments in the, ev in the every days of their life, through the calendar year, Lord, I want to thank you for miracles after miracles. I want to thank you that it is orchestration of heaven to bless them and then to bless others as well. Lord, take them to where you want them to be. And then, Lord, as they are in that place, oh God, let the miracles of heaven abound. And Father, I pray right now for those who do not know you. And if you do not know Jesus Christ right now, or you've gone away from Jesus, in a moment's time, I'm going to ask you to just lift your hands to heaven. God sees your hand. Just lift your hands to heaven. That, that's right. Right now, if you want to know Jesus, you want to return to Jesus, very quickly lift your hands to Jesus so that I can pray for you. That's right. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. Let me pray. Father, right now, as this returns to you, Lord, as this receive you as Lord and Savior, Father, bless them right now so that their life will be a life of divine appointment. And so, Lord, I commit uh, Pastor Philip before you and Pastor Nancy. Thank you, Lord, for their life. Thank you for Skyline. And Father, thank you for this opportunity that I can minister your word. And so to that end, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. God bless you. And if you have raised your hands and made that prayer, please let the pastoral staff know. Amen. Thank you for the privilege uh, and the opportunity of sharing God's Word with you. Till the next time, I hope to see you in KK. God bless you. Shalom. Thanks for listening. This is the Skyline SIB Podcast. And stay tuned for the next episode. Visit our website at www.skylinesib.com and say hello. Drop us a prayer request or leave us a question. 
Want to know what's up and coming with our church? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Skyline SIB. Let's connect. God bless and have a great week.